As a pastor, I'm constantly concerned about how to create connections beyond just the weekend services. And one of the valuable tools that we have found for achieving this at our church is our app powered by Subsplash. It's one thing to have an app. It's another thing to have an app that has the ability to allow your community to access messages, resources, and even give. And Subsplash created that for us. It's become our go-to platform for connecting with our congregation in ways we never could have before. Subsplash is so much more than just a platform or even just an app. It brings people together, empowers giving, and transforms lives. If you're interested in learning more, I encourage you to visit their website at subsplash.com. That's S-U-B-S-P-L-A-S-H.com. Subsplash.com. Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. Join us each week as we work to make faith simple. This is Simple Faith. Well, hey, welcome to Simple Faith. I hope our time together helps you grow in your faith and make it a little bit more simple. Uh, Today, specifically for those of you that work in churches, how do you connect with your people 24-7? It seems like the game has changed since COVID. It's no longer just a Sunday-only thing. It's like all of the ropes in the pool have been released, and now it's an all-swim. I love that metaphor. But basically, people are online, they're in person, they're all over the place. Well, Subsplash helps you corral everybody. We've got the guy running the thing, Chris Sharp. He's on the podcast today. Can't wait for you to hear from him. In fact, for those of you that think, well, I don't necessarily lead a church, I think you're probably going to get something out of this conversation. So here you go, my conversation with Chris Sharp. Chris Sharp, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, For our listeners that don't know you, tell us about who you are, where you're from, and, uh, you know, as always, as we do on this show, favorite uh, sports teams. Go ahead. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, Rusty. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm Chris Sharp uh, with Subsplash. We'll talk a little bit about what we do, but I'm uh, from Seattle. Uh, so, which leads me to naturally being a Seahawks fan mm. and a long-suffering Mariners fan. Mm-hmm. Um, still a Sonics fan. We don't have a team, but one day, Rusty, we will we will have a return team to Seattle. So, you don't claim the Oklahoma City Thunder? We do not. No, that is not a, a well-cheered-for team in Seattle. <laughs> no. Um, no, we're just waiting, waiting for the NBA to come back. A lot of boycotters of the NBA here in Seattle, and then uh, uh, a UW Husky sports fan who are, who are taking on the Ducks this weekend. So go dogs! Oh, that is a big one. Yeah, I have a good buddy that's a big Seahawks fan. He's from that part of the country, and I always like to tease him uh, because he's a Sonics fan as well, uh, that uh, Kevin Durant is the greatest supersonic of all time, and that really, really bothers him. Yeah. So <laughs> I suppose you would probably say Gary Payton or uh, – you know, Gary Payton, Sean Camp, we had a good run there. But no, Durant's, Durant's legit. We'll claim him. We'll, okay. We'll gladly well, take him. A couple, yeah. couple years, one. All right. Well, for our listeners that aren't aware of Subsplash, um, and and I'm so grateful for Subsplash, not only their support of this podcast, but their help with uh, Real Life Church and all that you've done there. So uh, tell us a little bit about what Subsplash is and how you aid churches. Yeah. Well, we've been delighted to partner with you in Real Life and thousands of other churches. So I'll tell a little bit about Subsplash and our story. So going back about, uh, let's see, in in 2009, um, Tim Turner, the founder of Subsplash, went to build an app for his church uh, here in Seattle. It was the first app ever for streaming app. If you go back in time and we think about 
2009, you know, maybe you had an iPod and if you wanted to listen to a sermon, you could go to a website that might have flash, which then the iPhone made irrelevant, or Mm -hmm. you might download that sermon and you'd have to like store it locally on your device and plug your device in. So this was actually one of the first streaming apps in the app store. This is about a year before Netflix Mm. um, came out with their streaming app and an app for a church to play sermons and music and have a blog and uh, read scripture. And so from there, kind of early on, our company had been a design consultancy working with Microsoft, T-Mobile, Expedia, uh, but our mission statement was still to glorify God and proclaim Jesus as Lord. Hmm. So serving a church was kind of a natural tie-in. And then from there, some ministries started calling, and uh, that's about the time I joined in 2010. So we had about five customers and started with that presenting sermons and mobile technology. And today that's grown to a whole platform. We call it an engagement platform, but how are we helping churches connect to and engage with their community? So today we serve about 18,000 organizations uh, across the world. Wow. So you've gone from five to 18,000. Yes. Yep. That's pretty incredible. How do you scale a business like that? Is it just word of mouth? Yeah. Uh, Well, a a lot of hard work and it feels like the last 13 years, um, you know, didn't just fly by in some ways, but, uh, you know, it's, it started with, yeah, definitely some positive word of mouth. You know, we want to serve people well and de- deliver delight. Uh, we believe even the name in Subsplash, Sub is to be submitted to God. Splash is that focus on creativity and innovation. Hmm. So for us, if we want to reflect the creator, we want to do it really well. So hopefully we're making fans as we're doing that. But early on, yeah, serve some churches and other churches saw it and started calling us. And we have uh, built the team. There's about 300 employees today in Subsplash. So teams out there from our great marketing teams working on telling the story Mm. and helping churches understand um, the value they can have or the cost savings they can have to uh, people that are ministry consultants. Many of them came out of churches themselves, um, even many customers to come help more churches Mm. um, with technology and uh, building that brand. And then obviously our product teams um, building and innovating on the technology. So it's taking time, but it does it does start to kind of build as a flywheel over time when people hear about you and they start seeing the value that maybe their their church friends down the street have. Mm, that's so true. Okay, so you were telling me some of the stats before we clicked record. Yeah, uh, it's pretty staggering. Tell us uh, some of those. Yeah, for sure. So uh, across about eighteen thousand organizations we serve, there's been over seventy million downloads of mobile apps for churches. Mm. So if you think about that real quick, how cool that is. Over 70 million individuals have downloaded apps to interact with uh, their church or ministry. Mm. There's over 100 million sermon plays each year across the platform. So we're just, we are thrilled and blessed by that to see, you know, there's a, in a lot of ways we view it as the modern microphone. You know, you can preach and teach and we should, and we need people present. We're not trying to replace that onsite, but also people can listen to much like this podcast they can listen to or watch a sermon later mm-hmm. um, or live. And so we're, we're delivering that value and helping churches get more of the gospel truth out into people's hands. So uh, about a hundred million plus um, media plays each year, which is audio and video that it goes from live streaming to on demand. Um, and then there's uh, almost $2 billion will be processed uh, for charitable donations for churches this year on the platform as well. So we have a piece to help churches um, uh, process the flow of donations. Yeah, that's, that's so helpful. I, I'm always amazed how, you know, our online giving, thankfully, had really engaged before COVID began to the point where, mm. you know, at that time, we were like at 85% was all online. Um, 
Uh, some pastors have gone so far as to not pass a bag anymore because they said it's just too right. it's too discouraging to those sitting out there that just pass an empty bag back and forth because everybody's given online. Uh, we find it's kind of the starting point for a lot of people to start tipping before they start tithing. But uh, you've you've really seen that this uh, the medium that what you're using allows people to engage. Uh, from a monetary standpoint, too. So mm-hmm. that's that that's come a long ways. What are some of the giving trends that you're seeing here? Yeah, so that is a really exciting one this year. I mean, with, you mentioned COVID, there's been a balance inside the church. Um, are people physically coming? Um, did some people physically move? Mm. That There was an article recently that came out, the number one reason some church attendance declined was not people not wanting to be a part of a church community, but as they physically moved, Mm -hmm. they still haven't found maybe a new spot. So how how our church is navigating this and wrestling with this. And then, as you mentioned, you're at 85% digital, which is very high rusty in regards to the uh, national averages, Mm -hmm. right? Which are much lower. Um, But there's a huge opportunity when, when we start looking at uh, Gen X and millennials and Gen Z and below, they're very unlikely to have a checkbook or to have cash when you're passing the offering plate, um, there, it, and it is beautiful when people do that as an act of worship and come with their 10% uh, and want to do that. But also it's, we've kind of replaced that with convenience. Right. And so how are people able to give today um, is where the digital trends come in. So for us I'm trying to help churches move to capitalize more on the generations that want to give, but might not do it via cash and check. Mm-hmm. And then how do we help keep people engaged in that community? So if you have an engaged community, not just physically present on Sunday, but participating in your church in some way through digital means, Mm -hmm. physically present means, um, we've actually seen giving trends increase. So this year we've seen um, churches after their their first full year of ramp, we're seeing 10% or more Mm. um, increase in donations, uh, which has been pretty cool this year uh, in particular to see those churches that have really leaned into how are we engaging people holistically, you know, while preaching the gospel are seeing uh, the giving trends continue to grow with their church. We even had this cool story recently. Uh, we do a, for any, any new church that comes in, um, we do a guarantee on, on giving growth, right? If you've followed this process, we have, we've, we've been able to work on this pretty cool process for how to help churches um, talk about and communicate um, the new donation trends. And we had this church come and say, I didn't, I didn't really believe you guys, but in my first year we were up 27%. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Praise the Lord, they got to see that. But there's there's a lot of these stories out there, right? And that's not everybody, as some churches are. Right. Maybe they went from, maybe they're a 250-person church that now has 125, and people have moved, and they haven't gathered back. But uh, our average church is certainly up here in 23, which is a very encouraging trend. Mm. Are you finding the better way for people to engage with giving is, um, you know, there seems to be different ways. One, obviously, you go to the website. Two... Uh, you click on a uh, a QR code and it sends you right. to, you know through the app, or is it text the word "give" to a certain five digit number and that sends you to the app? Yeah. Uh, what's the best way, or what are you noticing? Any trends with that? Ooh, great question. Okay, so one, we we help with all of those avenues, and so any way that you can get people on the radar is is a big win. Um, one thing we really encourage is we want people to be on that recurring donation yeah. because if you're a member of that church and you're not a tipper, you're not just there for that one time tip, but you're there to actually increase donations or want to think about tithing on a regular basis, right. that just setting it on your recurring as a part of your, my paycheck comes in and on the next day or that same day, 
I've got a, um, an amount going to the church. Um, that's the best. That can be done online or through mobile. They're both really easy to do. So I don't know if there's too much of a difference. If they're on online, it's probably mobile anyway, mm. if they're going to your website. So it's about how they discover that link. If, if you have um, maybe at the end of a service or through a church email campaign, um, making sure that it's very easy to access that link is one of the key themes. So it's not that we have to have a, a sermon on generosity every single week, mm-hmm. um, but you might just throw it up at the end of the slide. Hey, by the way, if you want to serve, um, if you want to give, here's that QR code. They can scan it, go right to the app or to the website to make it easy for them. And just remind them, this is this is the easiest way to make that donation. And then I think, again, uh, encouraging the recurring donations is just easy. You know, set it up in six seconds and then don't worry about it. Are you finding that people are giving towards specific projects more now than ever? It seems like the hmm. the, the Gen Zs and certainly the millennials are kind of a, mm, I like building a well. I'm not so interested in keeping the lights on. So I'll give to a project, not the general fund. Is that the, is that the trend right now? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we'd have to, it, it probably depends on the church itself. If they're, that's true. Um, what we found is most churches are fund based. So Yes, it might be by campus, it might be by initiative, it might be building campaign or missions fund. So fund-based is absolutely um, probably the most common thing that we see. Um, but I don't, I couldn't tell you if there's necessarily one cause that's um, seeing more generosity today. Overall, we're not seeing as many capital campaigns um, as maybe we had in years past. Maybe there's a little bit slower on that front. Um, but uh, I think the rest is probably generally campus or general fund specific is the bulk of donations. Hey, let me interrupt for just a second. If you're a church leader and your church does not have an app or your app seems to be a little bit limited, check out subsplash.com as a great resource to really give your app all the horsepower that it needs. You can connect people, you can help them get access to messages, and you can help them set up recurring giving, which is a game changer when it comes to resourcing your ministry. Subsplash.com. Okay. Back to our episode. Okay, so uh, we mentioned this earlier, or you did, uh, and there, this is a big shift in the way that pastors are thinking now, and this happened during COVID especially. Attendance took a hit, mm-hmm. obviously, because you can't meet physically. Uh, we just had this huge jump in online attendance, and then it began to get kind of, oh, yeah, we're over that. Right. Um, but now we're getting back into a new normal, and Subsplash is helping a lot with more than just attendance, but rather engagement. And that seems to be what the pastor friends I know, that's what they seem to be. How do we monitor that? That seems to be more important. Talk to us about the distinction between the two and then what Subsplash does to help. Yeah, this is a huge trend developing. So as we shift our minds from average weekly attendance being the main um, number that we're going to track, how many people are physically present on a Sunday. And we know from some of the trends, the, you know, an engaged person at church might only come to church maybe once, twice a month, mm-hmm. might be as engaged as um, you need for physical attendance. Now, we'd, we'd obviously love every single person to come every Sunday um, at Subsplash. We want that. We are big fans of on-site. Nothing replaces our call to community and gathering together. But there's more opportunity to stay engaged and connected with people. So uh, what we we just say, we're moving from average weekly attendance, AWA, to engaged audience. Um, And what's interesting is right now, the engaged audience is actually a much, much larger number. You know, your average church, if if we were to go poll all churches on 
how many people do you have listed in your database? You know, mm -hmm. your CHMS, whether it's with Subsplash or some other way you're tracking who those people are. That number is way larger than your average weekly attendance. Weekly attendance, right. Right. So how are we connecting to and engaging with those people? Uh, I think for all of us, we're as, as church people, my dad's a pastor, grew up in the church, um, was in college ministry myself. And um, we're really good at engaging those that are like the super fans, the people that are serving, they're giving, they're baptized. We're good at interacting with those people. But what about everybody else? You know, we don't just want an audience of uh, consumers and uh, people that are passive. We want people that are actively engaged. So for us, we're tracking that holistically from, yes, we could help people track your average weekly attendance, but we can look at um, child check-in engagement. We could look at people on our email list. We can look at people that watched a sermon, people that made a donation. There's all these different touch points that would we say that was a win. You know, if we said um, we have a messaging tool, it's kind of like Slack, for example, that mm -hmm. churches can use on their website or inside of their app. If you had somebody who is actively talking to, maybe in a prayer request channel or a serving, would that be a win, even if that week they didn't physically attend? So mm. how do we nurture them along? And then the main thing we're encouraging churches on is, you know, there's 160 plus hours in a week, and we have a small little window, maybe on Sunday, maybe Wednesday night, we might have some time. But how are we going to engage that person? We have sermons, and we want to get those out. We want people to hear. Uh, we have small groups. Um, but also encouraging people to be in the word. Mm -hmm. um, so we try to incorporate even Bible reading and scripture into the mobile app experience. So every day there could be a reading plan and that reading plan will actually tie to the sermons as well um, from the pastor with the metadata data tagged. So if it's, you know, you're reading in Matthew and there was a sermon on Matthew five and the sermon on the Mount, you're going to draw them into that content as well. And then they can engage with others on it. So all, all that to be said, we're just trying to figure out how do we continually help churches hmm. nurture that larger audience that actually wants to be engaged. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some, some other interesting trends on this. When, when polled, they asked um, churchgoers if they wanted more content and about two out of three people said, yes, I'm looking for more content for my church. Right. And uh, the majority of pastors said, I'm struggling to provide more content. So we, we do have a little bit of a mismatch, you know, but the good news is people are hungry to engage and they want to engage with good gospel centric content as well. Wow. Okay. So that's great for those who are there. Yeah. What about those who are not there? Right. Because you guys have done some work to help people actually find your church. I know that's right. I, just anecdotally, I think about our own journey. It used to be when I would do kind of the you know, uh, welcome to our church class. I'd get up there and I'd say, how'd you find us? And it was, oh, I drove by the building or a friend told me about it. Now it's, right. I've been to your website watching for months and finally showed up. Is that what you're seeing? And how do you help people make that jump? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. You know, it might, might be the days where, you know, there's a church in every corner and you move to a new city and you just show up to all of them and find the one you like the best or the one that aligns with your denomination or right. theological background. Uh, but today, yeah, it's certainly not the case. Um, the amount of stories we hear or reports back from churches saying, oh, yeah, this person came and they found us online or they found us through an app or um, there's there's a couple different avenues. So uh, I'll, I'll highlight mobile and then talk about web real quick uh, on mobile. We do actually have an app. It's called the church app. So it's very discoverable. It's got millions and millions of downloads. It's kind of a Yelp type experience where people can find a church near them. And what's cool about that is if you're on mobile and you've downloaded that app, you can easily go in and watch sermons from churches nearby that 
our customers of Subsplash. And so mm. there's some cool stories on that side, which is just kind of one of those modern enhancements. And we'd love to take it to the next level. Uh, but then there's also just online. So one of the key themes we've done in building out our technology, not just things like giving and events and media, which you embed on your site, and you want to have unique URLs for those that are discoverable, where the words that you're using are going to show up in SEO or search engine optimization, but the website itself. So we've we've hmm. thought through the infrastructure and the simplicity of that to kind of help churches hit the easy button, that if you're going to go search for a church here in Seattle, um, and you're going to be using our technology, we want to help you use the right words and the right structure of that particular website to be found online. Hmm. So uh, that's what we hear regularly. People searched, I googled churches near me or churches um, in this city. You know, I went through, and and this is the most my church experiences. Somebody went, came to our church. They went to the a first website they saw, and it kind of didn't really have the right vibe, or maybe wasn't fresh enough. Uh, they went to the second, then they went to the third, and they came to our church's website, which looks great and it's organized well and it's easily discoverable. Uh, and the words used on it uh, helped it be pop up as the third um, top three um, website. And they saw it and it looked good. Then they came to the church, eventually uh, met Jesus, got baptized. It's it's one of those cool stories, but it doesn't have to be that hard. And a lot, we found a lot of pastors just, it's kind of a confusing topic or it's a topic, you know, pastors aren't familiar with, you know, you don't learn about search engine optimization, um, you know, in seminary. So <laughs> how, how do we help them hit the easy button as best we can? That's so good. Okay, so let's say I'm a church planter out there. Yeah, I barely have any kind of budget whatsoever. Uh, yeah, how do I get connected with Subsplash? Can I afford it? What, you know, how does this? Yeah, what's the next step for me? Yeah. Oh, thanks for asking that, Rusty. So for us, we we have a platform. A lot of people have seen because they've seen some of the largest churches in the country mm-hmm. use our technology, and that's awesome. We love that. We want to help them reach millions of people which is incredible. We've also built our platform to be for all churches. So uh, the most common church reaching out to us is actually a smaller church today. Yeah. They're hungry for technology. They're new, or they maybe they realize their technology needs to be replaced, or they've made decisions that have led them to having seven different tools trying to do one thing, and they can consolidate it with Subsplash. So really just stepping back, thinking about today, you need to have you know, the, the ability to present the gospel. We want to worship together. We want to serve our communities and one another. Uh, but we also need to think about the tools that we're using, mm. just like we would have a microphone presenting in front of people. How are we going to be discoverable as we've talked about, or how are we going to present sermons or get people in the word or receive those donations or live stream or help people volunteer all of these tools we've clicked together in one product offering. Um, and we actually have a church plant special even. So for new churches, um, we make it incredibly easy for them to just, uh, turn the key and, you know, start the engine It's the complete operating system for a church out of the box. And then it scales up from there all the way to, to serve the largest churches in the country. So mm. uh, what we've invested in here and we care very much about at Subsplash is uh, people. Mm. So our easiest way through our website, we have a form to fill out, to get connected with a ministry consultant who would specialize in working with a church of your size or in your region. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll talk to you about the options the best fit uh, for you. There's a couple different package options you may want to choose, um, but they'll work with you. And then from there, we've also invested in, we have an onboarding team um, that walks you through how to turn that on. Because again, we recognize, you know, if we, we might have a church where the senior pastor is doing all of it. Mm-hmm. So how do we help that person hit the easy button? Right. Or it might be a volunteer. We need the volunteer, whether they're 15 or 85 to be able to manage this technology. So we, we teach you how and then from there, we have um, our client success managers and support. So 
if anyone ever has a question or needs to reach out, they reach out to that person who's there to answer their questions or point them in the right direction or tell them a story of success um, along the way. Mm. So that's really our journey. And we're, we're happy to help anybody. Uh, budget is almost never a factor. Um, we just want to make sure we're committed to helping each church thrive. That's awesome. Okay. So what's the next step for somebody? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So on, online's the easiest. Uh, through our site, you can go to our, our contact us page or on our pricing page, um, click through and get a demo from, from someone on our team. We'll just help you set up uh, show you how it's done, uh, show you what the options are and what that looks like. So that's at subsplash.com is the best way to get in touch with us. Um, there's a get started little field form. Tell us about who you are. Um, so we, we put you in touch with the right ministry consultant right out of the gate. Hmm. That's brilliant. Well, we're satisfied customer. Thank you so, so much for all you have done for churches, especially ours. And uh, thanks for your time, man. Really appreciate you being a part of this and for your support of the podcast. Thanks, Rusty. We appreciate you um, and are delighted to be a supporter. Well, Chris, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for your support of the podcast. And I encourage everybody to check out Subsplash and find out more about what it is that they do. Next week, we're back with brand new content as we get ready for the Thanksgiving season. And I'm just going to share a little bit, just a, kind of some brief thoughts on how to make Thanksgiving simple. Boy, it does get crazy, doesn't it? Who's going to bring the stuffing? Who's going to bring the green bean casserole? Boy, it's a lot to consider. How do we make Thanksgiving simple? I'm going to give you some tips and tricks next time. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep it simple. Keep it simple.